Violent murder of Timothy Kaufman by white supremacists causes many to demand Trump target domestic racist terrorists. The suspect traveled from Maryland to attack black men in New York City for more attention. On his Twitter page, 66-year-old Timothy Kaufman described himself as a can and bottle recycler, as well as an autograph collector. He hoped to visit California one day and expressed his deep love for this country on Election Day by standing in line and taking part in the democratic process. However, Kaufman lived in a country where everyone did not love him back. Since the election of Donald Trump as president, the nation has seen a rise in hate crimes and bigotry. On Monday, Kaufman became a victim of one of those hate crimes. On March 17, 2017, Army veteran James Harris Jackson, 28, took the Bolt bus from Baltimore to New York City with an extremely disgusting plan in mind to kill black men. Days later, Jackson crossed paths with Kaufman as he collected bottles close to the Midtown homeless shelter where he lived. The altercation turned deadly when Jackson pulled out a sword and stabbed Kaufman multiple times in the torso. After the brutal attack, Kaufman stumbled into a nearby police precinct with wounds to his back and chest, said Assistant Chief William Aubrey, the commander of Manhattan South Detectives, as reported by the New York Times. Kaufman was then transported to Bellevue Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. In the midnight hour of Wednesday morning, Jackson then surrendered to the police. I'm the person you're looking for. Chief Aubrey said Jackson told police officers when he entered the Times Square police precinct. According to the police chief, Jackson recognized this image from a surveillance camera on the news and decided to turn himself in. During the police questioning, Jackson admitted that he chose to attack in New York City because he knew it was the media capital and would garner attention. Police also discovered Jackson's hatred of black men was deeply rooted. For over a decade, Jackson has harbored his hate. According to investigators, Jackson had a manifesto of his plans on a laptop, which police hoped to search after attaining a warrant. In 2011, Jackson returned from a deployment to Afghanistan in 2011. However, the Army has not commented on the reason for his discharge. With the intentions of this attack being so clear, many are demanding that Trump and his administration target domestic terrorists, specifically those who commit hate crimes. So far, his presidency has honed in on Muslims from the Middle Eastern countries. However, Trump has done little to combat the bigotry and widespread racism seen in the U.S. This is from an article on BET.com. 
Thus far, it's been a week since this happened. Donald Trump hasn't responded to my knowledge. But if Snoop Dogg, in his artistry, pulls out a gun that has a sign that says bang toward a Trump clown, Donald Trump responds. This shows you his priorities. This shows you what's important to him. He's caught up in so many petty things because of his ego and most likely his ailing penis. It's pretty hard when you get that age, buddy. All the Viagra in the world couldn't help you. But anyway, this is not a rant on me crying about what this white man did to the black man. I'm over that. This is war. And yes, I am very heartbroken that this happened to this individual who is 66 years old and harbored a love in his heart for this country. More than likely the only country he's ever known. Took part in a voting process that for the most part we know (laughs) doesn't work. But he still had unconditional love for the United States of America. Where's the justice in this? Where's the justice in this? Where's the outcry from those who look like his killer? Because of the depth of this travesty and what it reflects on the character of the United States. But then again, you'll have these individuals who will say, oh, you're crying, you're whining. But look, he killed one of us. So now if someone got to him first and killed him and they happen to be black and younger, guess what? He's a thug. But since he was a person who served in the military, if this wasn't discovered in time, his automatic status would have been that much higher than an average black man. And I don't mean to say average because really is there an average black man? Whatever we do, we do good. Even the decadence, we do it the best. But isn't it sad that we have proof of this black man being killed so brutally? And this man in a premeditated fashion came all the way up to New York City. So, you know, when people say that, oh, you're just imagining things Oh, you're just paranoid. There's no conspiracy. I beg to differ at this point. Many of you many years ago, and I rubbed this in your faces many times. You don't have to agree with him on a religious level. But when the minister Louis Farrakhan had his stop the killing tour across the United States back in the 80s and up into the 90s, leading up to the Million Man March, Many people were saying how crazy he was. Now you're exposed to Minister Louis Farrakhan in the confines and safety of your home, white America. And you search his name. And you listen to him. And now I don't see the comments that were made many years ago from ignorance. Because, see, they used to soundbite him on the so-called major network platforms. And they painted him to be a nut and and a hateful person. But those of us on our side of town knew that he was speaking the truth. And now, as we look at life today in 2017, we realize that his words were quite prophetic. 
The man is a prophet. And you can't tell me any different. And you know what? I knew it back then. For all of his flaws and for all of his being human, the man's a prophet. And when we use this word, most people think of a prophet being someone else. But if you look into all things biblical, you'll understand that the prophets look like us. And they were human. They passed gas. Some of them might have lusted after someone else's wife. (laughs) From what I heard, one might have been a drunk. But they had a purpose. And so why I brought that up about Minister Louis Farrakhan is that nobody's talking bad about him anymore because they see that the reality that he saw deep in his heart and the trajectory that he detailed out from what he knew of America from back then, he knew we would get here now and probably not even as fast, but he's lived to see it. And he warned America for so long. And he warned black people for so long. Let me ask you, those who are of the coon persuasion, how do you feel? Are you still looking to be accepted by those who don't love you? Why are you looking so hard to be accepted by those who don't love you when the handwriting is on the wall? And am I asking you to hate anyone? No, I don't hate anyone. But I love myself so much that I'm not going to allow anybody to take my life. And now our brother, Mr. Kaufman, I'm not saying that he allowed this because anybody can get caught off guard. But that's the key, getting caught off guard. Why are we getting caught off guard when the handwriting is on the wall? There is no outcry about this killing a soft target, an older man. 12 years older than me, I'm pushing it, right? I'm not, I'm not 54 yet, but heck, I'm getting up there. I got more in common with a man who's 66 at the age of almost 54 than I do really with somebody who's 35 years old. As far as the age thing is concerned, I want my black, young black brothers to understand that we may have a age difference, but I just happen to get here to the planet earth a little bit before you and that's not by my own doing the world is different right now far different than what it used to be i'm not going to say i gave up but i'm not really looking for that special love that we had back in the 70s and early 80s even though we had problems back then even though we had drugs back then even though we had issues back then that were very similar but it wasn't as amplified as it is now But we're still related. We're still connected. We still have to pass the baton on to you. So don't look at me as an older man, as someone who is not part of you. Maybe you can take from some of the things that I say to you. And maybe maybe all of it is not useful to you. But when you see an old head like me ranting and raving and I'm on YouTube and sometimes I do feel I'm a little too old for this, but not really. This is just a different means of communication and then a very effective one while we have it. So while I have it, I'm going to just pass something on and maybe just maybe you can get something from it. Not just me, but there's so many others. The elder Rasan delay, my brother, black lion, my brother, holla. 
I could name and go on and go on and go on. There are many sisters out here who are speaking the same thing. My sister, Summer, Dr. Ramona Brockett, Dr. Vibrant White Muhammad. And if I forgot your name, I didn't forget the name, but if I overlooked it, because I'm freestyling right now, like I always do, there is no script with this. I'm talking from the heart. And like the Onyx song, the rap group Onyx, O-N-Y-X, they have a song, All We Got Is Us. And I just want to say that we just can't get that Colgate smile from someone who doesn't look like us and just assume that all is fine and dandy. And when I talk like this, so many of them, he's talking hateful. But look at the acts that are committed to us and our soft targets. I saw a video just earlier today. And it was a young black girl. She had to be six, seven, eight years old, maybe nine years old. I'm not sure. She wasn't 11, 10, maybe. I'm not sure. But she was walking home. And a group of uh, at least four to six or maybe eight white men were following her, talking about they're going to get her. And when she walked up to her front porch, as she approached it, the video camera caught the image of one of them that turned away and realized that she had a cell phone and she was going to capture their images. Kudos to that young lady because she did something that saved her life and she was very much aware but when you can have random acts like this and a president who will not respond to this, but he can respond to a tweet on a daggone video that didn't threaten him. I mean, it's artistry and we need that in our culture. Look, our culture is all we have and even that's stolen. Many others are envious of us for the creativity and style in which we live, even when we don't have much. And it seems as though they want that too. It's like Paul Mooney, uh, many years ago in a comedy skit, he mentioned that if we got killed, I'm not telling, I don't know if I'm telling it right, but I'm going to tell it. And maybe somebody out here can correct me. But he said, if we were on the road and we got hit as roadkill, some white person who is envious of our attributes would pull over <laughs> And take the body parts that they want. I'll take those big nigger lips. Yes, I'll pick. I'll take that big nigger dick. And I'll take that. You know, and it's a joke, but it was. It was quite profound to me because I'm an artist and I think in this abstract creative way. And yes, I've been saying it, but there is some artwork coming. I can't communicate as fast as I could through the pen and the pencil to make you see my points. And that's why I'm changing my rhythm in the shows that I do in a little snippets of videos that I do like this. And I have my system down and I've made more time for myself. And since coming back from New York, I am in a completely different zone. Brother Cooper, you said it. Big shout out. New York in the house. But yes, the group of white men that were coming for that black girl. And you have... In the Washington, D.C. area, the disappearance of so many black and Latina girls. What's going on? And then in 2014, or was it 2016? It was reported that 64,000 black women have disappeared. 
on one of my videos. Brother E. Leon, big shout out. You mentioned that. That possibly they could be concentration camps somewhere here in the country, hidden away. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Especially when you can have a Hitler have concentration camps for the Jews. This was real, right? But look at our Holocaust, which involved so many more numbers, much more, higher numbers, actually. And look how we're despised and hated for no reason. For no reason. Some of these people are evil, y'all, and y'all love some of them so much, and they continue to show you who they are. When a person continues to show you who you are and you refuse, there's something wrong with you. I'm not saying all white people, but some, too many. But I have no time to act like this is the postal service and I have to sort through the mail. I'm intelligent. I have a good judge of character. And if you approach me on a level of intelligence, we can dialogue. But if you want me to sit here and continue to want the kumbaya moment with the masses of people who show themselves who they are toward me, then listen, you're going to wait a long time. I'm not looking for it. I'm not the one. I'm not the one that's going to sit here and allow something like this to happen and not speak on it. I love my brothers and sisters. I, I love human beings. I'm a loving person. But because I love so hard, when you chastise me enough and you murder my own people, what do you think that love is going to turn into? And when it gets to that point, you want to now paint me as a beast, right? Could you imagine if it was all caught on camera and Brother Kaufman was killed as he was and this other person, Jackson, the white supremacist, uh, killed him and caught on camera and I'm there and I chopped this man's head off, what would happen to me? Oh boy, they would amp it up. Crazy bus driver chops off white man's head. He was only trying to give the black man a shave. They would twist it and turn it around. So the main gist of what I wanted to say this night is that stop looking for protection from the police. Those of us who can be armed, we need to be armed. Those, I mean, I'm not going to condone or say, let's just get armed illegally. But, you know, you shouldn't be too far from being able to protect yourself. But don't walk around that way. Because they love to pull us over and pin things on us. I'm saying this for real. I don't care who doesn't like it. I'm, I'm sick of it. Because we, we, we're so docile as we move about in this country. And we have this this blind trust that we're going to walk off into the sunset and everything is going to be all right. Hey, all my life, ever since I passed through adolescence and puberty, I've gotten that look. Today in Home Depot, there was some young white guy who probably weighed about maybe 130 pounds soaking wet. I asked him for his help. Me and Mrs. Skurve were, were in there looking to buy a heavy-duty steel shelf, a really heavy-duty one, and they had a really nice one there, so it caught her eye, and she wanted to get it, but we couldn't find the price. So I walked around, and I found this gentleman huh, on the next aisle. He was helping somebody, so I politely stood and waited. He gave me a quick peripheral, and he spotted me, so he knew I was standing there, but I didn't say anything, but he had his back turned to me. When he was done with that customer, 
he started to walk off. And I was going to see how far he was going to walk. But then he turned around to acknowledge me. And I said, can I get your help? And the way he looked at me, the way he stared at me, oh, he wouldn't dare try. But nobody can get in trouble for looking at somebody a certain way. And I was in such a different zone. I wasn't even in the battle mode. I'm with my wife. I'm at Home Depot. We're thinking about different projects for the house. You know, we're creative that way. We take care of our home. Black, some black people do that, you know. Some black people honor their property and, 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 and live in nice homes, in case you didn't know that. Some black people have mortgages and, and, and keep their properties up. And some black people have the best house on the block. Anyway, and I, I mean that sarcastically. Not in a, in a condescending way. I'm not throwing off or showing off. I'm just saying that because from this point on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flex hard. I'm going hard each and every day. Now, when he turned around and gave me the stare, he said, well, how may I help you? But he said it so sarcastically, I said, I need a price check. So we're both standing there staring at each other. And now I recuperated and I got myself back into battle mode. So I gave him back the most evil stare too, basically saying, if you're going to do something, go ahead and do it. There was a lot going on on many different levels as we have to deal with in the outside world. And it's draining. It's very draining, but we don't want it to drain us that so bad that we can't function. So this is why we've got to depend on each other to show each other love and stop this hate. We are not each other's enemy. We are each other's brothers and sisters and family. We are all family. Why do we kill our family like this and treat our family like this and get envious over our family when they achieve something or get something or they look a certain way or they speak a certain way? Or they have a little more money or they have a little more education or they may not have it. And we put our noses up at each other. Why are we so screwed up with each other when there are people out here going up to other states and other cities for the sole purpose of killing us off? And that was something so obvious. Don't you think that in this lifetime that you haven't run across somebody like this man who worked in a restaurant and smiled at you? And watched you eat the food that he spit in? Don't you think there's somebody like that? Don't you think that there's a doctor who you went to in a hospital or a clinic to get well? And he prescribed medicine to you that left you even more sick than you were in the first place? If not killing you off? Don't you think that this, is, this isn't organized? This man wasn't a nut. This man was very intelligent. And is very intelligent. And the only reason why he turned himself in is because he saw himself on the news caught on a surveillance video. He would have walked off. And look, he's in Midtown when he did that in New York City with a sword in the street. And he got away. What if that surveillance video wasn't there? He would have continued to do the same thing. And I'm supposed to walk around and feel like everything's okay in this country. You must be crazy. So from now on, which most time I am, but from now on, every time I walk out of my door, I'm in battle mode. I mean, I'm ready to throw jammies. I'm ready to go all out. And this is a call to action for me to finally start to get my body back in shape like it used to be because my mind, my body, and my spirit is my best weapon. And we got the third eye, y'all. But we clogged that up. You wake up in the morning with all that goop and yogurt and cottage cheese in the corner of your eye. That's the physical. 
but using their substances and thinking that, that it's all fun and games because we're partying. We're using ecstasy and molly. We're getting high off the trees and it's something natural. Don't you know when you burn something that you change the basic uh, uh, formation of it on a biochemical level? Do you know where you're getting your weed from? Can you think straight? Yeah, it might open up your mind, but you're running something else down. You Look, we, we can do everything perfect. We still breathe in this air and drinking this water. Flint, Michigan. And you think that things can't happen? They don't have drinking water yet. This is the good old USA. I'm an American. We love America. We all need to get together. Can we get along? No, we can't right now until we treat it properly. And I'm not looking for that treatment anymore. Not that I was before. But now it's really getting out of hand. So like I said, if you are able to legally arm yourself, do so. Do so. Keep your paperwork with you. Make sure you move right when the police come at you and ask if you have a weapon. But you need to arm yourself and we need to keep our eyes open. We need to not keep going around thinking, well, that's not my business. That's not my child. Watch the children in our neighborhoods and beyond. Watch their movements. Sometimes they're gripped with so much fear that they can't communicate. They might be on their way to a damn concentration camp. They might be on their way to a bootleg, a, 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 a wing of a clinic where they're about to be killed and used for their body parts. David Rockefeller lived to 101 years old and had seven heart transplants. Where are all those hearts coming from? When you got black people in the poor neighborhoods sitting up in the hospital, waiting for kidneys or at home, needing hearts, and we got all these hearts and kidneys in the hood be rolling past us from all the shootouts and killings that we do on each other, and you mean there's a list for us? There's no, you know, it's crazy. Waiting list. But yo, bro, since I've been here, 10 pairs of kidneys rolled past me. Where are they going? They're going to other countries, and they're going to Serve the affluent who look at you while you cross the street and they lock their car doors because you're a beast. But you're not that much of a beast where your heart is no good. They hate you, but they don't hate your body parts. They hate you, but they don't hate the pleasure that your luscious, juicy backside can give. And those sweet, full, succulent lips. They hate you, but they don't mind after 20 or 30 years go by robbing your culture and having their little kids jump around on the commercial. Don't you know I heard it through the grapevine? But they were, they, they were sick and hoses us on us back then when those songs were coming out. But now it's all good. I'm telling you, and like my sister said, the key word here is extinction. They care more for certain uh, 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 species of fish and certain animals out in the wild. There's a law protecting them. You are not allowed to kill them. It's a federal offense. But us, we're, we're heading toward extinction because they're through with us. They're through with us. They don't need us anymore. And so they're ruling us out. And they're doing it in a way that they think is very subtle. Yes, it, it's overt on many fronts. 
like in this situation with uh, uh, the death of Timothy Kaufman. But to me, these are distractors, right? I think it's even worse on the lower levels that we don't see. Of course, I know it's worse. 64,000 women, 2014 disappeared. 64,000. All Black Lives Matter. Oh, you thought I was going to say the other one, right? No, I wasn't going to say it. And I'll never say it. I'll never say it. Because I got to take care of home first. But those 64,000. Now, I don't care if a sister was a street whore or a crack addicted uh, 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 a street walker. Her life is her gift from the creator. And she she has that gift and she can still turn it around. I don't like to see my sisters this way. But come on now. They all weren't that. And if they were, it was still wrong. Why aren't we getting this coverage? Let me tell you something. Somebody knows something. Somebody knows something. And it's highly organized. The medical profession, the medical field is involved in it. That's too many people. And like one of the memes I saw on either Facebook or Instagram, and it was like, well, when was the last time that you can find 10 white women that were wiped off the face of the earth where you can't find them and it wasn't a media frenzy? So again, we've got to police ourselves, watch over ourselves. And this is why our men are being removed from our communities, locked up. And yes, many of us get involved in the foolish endeavors to get ourselves locked up because we can't see the long-term effects. And many of us begin to feel hopeless. Many of us begin to feel like we don't count. Well, if you go according to the oppressor's a litmus test or method of measuring of course we're going to feel that way but we got we have to stop relating to the standards high or low in his world we are all valuable and needed and necessary we've got to create our own we got to create our own media outlets whether they're large or small join hands that way i'll be broadcasting here in orlando on am radio very soon probably the next two or three months. It'll be a small footprint, but it's going to cover two or three miles around me, if not more. The hill that I sit on, on in Pine Hills, in Pine Hills, Florida, Orlando, you can see downtown. So that signal can reach even further and it will be broadcast as I do these videos and as I do my live shows and I'm going to run all my YouTube videos back to back to back to back along with other people's content while I'm going on the plantation. So it will go on working for us and advertising for us on all local businesses, even if you're big or small. And I'm getting old, y'all. But if I can do all this single-handedly with the help of my beautiful wife and the help of brothers like brother CIA and others who have helped to contribute to help me out. And it's not a matter of money. I'm not up here to ask you for that, but let's join hands, share a link, share my links, share other links with me and I'll share links back and forth. How foolish of us to sit up here and all we can do is argue with each other, a waste of time and life. And I won't have any part of it. 
I'm in an accelerated program with what I have to do. God gave me this day. I would not waste it with an immature, foolish, useless, meaningless endeavor that won't even matter. It doesn't even matter now. And 10 years from now, what, what is it going to get you? So my whole modus operandi is so focused right now. I'd say vicious. Watch the kind of stuff that I do. I'm using all my talents because you know what? One day I'm going to not be here and you'll know, you'll know the beginning and you'll know the ending on this level. And I'm trying to cram in as much as I can to do my part for the people that I love. James Harris Jackson. Who knows? This is bizarro world. Who knows? This man might end up getting a seat in the cabinet of President Donald Trump. This man might end up getting the key to the city somewhere. This man might end up being lauded as a hero. Because while we focus on him, we've got to understand that there are people amongst us. Like the gentleman that I saw in Home Depot earlier today. He had the same spirit. That person at the bank who denied you a loan, even though you have perfect credit, he just might have that same spirit. That coworker who smiles at you, but when you leave, they talk behind your back. I know my bag is always hot. And sometimes I leave bags in certain rooms. So when I don't want to be bothered with you, it's because I've heard you out of your own mouth. I'm not stupid. I know my enemies are around me, but you know what? I'm going to live my life. Nobody's going to dictate to me where I can go, what I can do, and put any limitations on my mind, even in the midst of acts committed this way. But the bottom line is, you have the right to defend yourself. The bottom line is, as long as you move in peace, and as long as you move with love in your heart, and you have a productive mission, when somebody comes to take your life on a divine level, you have the right to wipe their devil ass off the face of this earth. Make sure to check out the boldest blog at landscurve.com and follow Scurve on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under Lance Scurve.